0: We're going to uh, open to Philippians chapter four. If you recall, quite some time ago, we started a series through the book of Philippians and we made it through Philippians three. Um, and then we took a break from Philippians for a while. We're gonna finish this series over the next several weeks. We'll wrap up by the last week of June. And uh, today I wanna look at uh, a few verses in Philippians four and then we're gonna jump over to um, Galatians uh, chapter three. but. Starting in Philippians 4, I want to start with verse 4. We're going to, uh, this series through Philippians 4 is called Joy and Phroneo. Phroneo is the Greek word that Paul uses to embody this way of living, this way that Jesus taught us to live, uh, that Paul says uh, have the same mindset or the same phroneo as Christ Jesus. Uh, And it has to do not just with the mind and not just with the heart, but also with our actions. It's a way of thinking, feeling, and acting in the world that Jesus came to show us this best possible way to live. In Philippians four, verse four, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now let's not be mistaken that joy is happy, 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 joy, joy, joy. Paul's sitting in a Roman prison. He's in prison and he's telling this small group of believers in this town of Philippi, a Roman colony, to rejoice, to rejoice in the midst of suffering, to rejoice in the midst of hardship, to rejoice in all things. And so this isn't just, hey, everything's great. Paul is sitting in prison and he's saying, I have found joy despite my hardship because of this way of being that Jesus has showed us to live and the union I have with Christ. and your minds in Christ Jesus. So next week, I want to dig deeply into these few verses, and here's what I want to ask of us as a church family. Uh, what would it look like for the next week if we all read these verses together every day? What, what if you just spent a few minutes with these few short verses, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7? Uh, each morning, you wake up, you spend a couple of minutes with these verses. Maybe at lunch, you spend a couple more minutes with these verses. Maybe in the evening, you spend a couple more minutes with these verses. And then next Sunday, we're gonna explore them together. Uh, In the meantime, today, flip back a few pages to Galatians chapter three because the idea of rejoice, there's something to rejoice about. There's lots of things to rejoice about. One is our uh, students that we've celebrated here today that are graduating. Another is that when we go to the Kaplans, we're going to rejoice and celebrate baptism. So I wanna look at this text in Galatians three uh, about union with Christ and the idea of Christian baptism and why We do this. So in Galatians 3, we're going to start with verse 23. And this is another letter that Paul wrote. And he says, Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. Now, the faith that Paul is talking about is not so much our faith in Jesus as much as it is Jesus' faithfulness to come and be amongst us and live the life he did, die the death he did, and rise to new life. He says, so the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So Paul is using the law as like this metaphor, this law that was given to the people. Hey, you gotta follow every jot and tittle of the law. It was like a babysitter looking over them until their faith matured, until the time of Christ, when Christ comes and shows them a better way to live. Not a way under the law, not a way under the way of the world, not a way under fear, but a way of love that Jesus comes and shows the best possible way to live, and that this babysitter that's been there watching over them for all this time, uh, God says, I I am inviting you to the next step in your faith journey, to mature beyond that, to move beyond needing a babysitter, to maturity in Christ and living this life that Jesus comes to offer us. So he says, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith is what you are. Our identity is deeply rooted in knowing that we are children of God. Uh, There is nothing you can do to earn it. There is nothing you can do to earn God's favor to say, I'm God's child because I did this, 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 and this. I'm God's child because I obey all the rules. I'm God's child because I'm a good person. No, there's nothing you can do. For, for my children, there's nothing they can do to say I'm his child. They, they just are. They're my children. Uh, there's nothing they can do that would make me say otherwise. Uh, you may have earthly parents who can say they disown you. Your heavenly parent will never disown you. We are God's children. The, if we live in this reality, if we truly believe we are God's children, it will radically change the way we are in the world. I, I love that song we sang, I, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. The truth wrapped up in those two lines is so unbelievably life-changing. If we really believe that, if we really live that, we're not slaves to fear, we're children of God. And this is what Paul names right here. We are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So, so Paul is saying there is a whole new set of clothing you have on now that you follow Jesus. In the, in the first century, uh, they, they actually took this metaphor so far that uh, er, some early Christians, when they were baptized, they were wearing one set of clothing. They would take that clothing off, get baptized nude, and then put a new set of clothing on. Uh, we don't do that today, so don't worry. Um, but, but they took this idea very seriously. The old self is gone. The false self is gone. The new self, created new in Christ Jesus, is here. This way of thinking, feeling, and acting is here. We are new creations in Christ. We no longer live out of fear. We no longer live out of unforgiveness. We no longer live with anger. We no longer live with cynicism. We live with the life and new clothes God has given us, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and self-control, faithfulness. This way of being in Jesus, it's a whole new set of clothes. It's a whole new way of being in the world, That, that we can respond to anger and violence and cynicism with love. And forgiveness and grace. Uh, we continue to live in a world where there are multiple, uh, just completely senseless acts of violence, don't we? Uh, the The Manchester bombing. Um, there, uh, a white supremacist stabbed two men on a Portland train Friday night, uh, and then. Uh, the one that keeps coming up in the news, especially over the last several months, are the Coptic Christians in Egypt uh, and the suffering they continue to endure. Uh, and that on Palm Sunday, uh, so many Coptic Christians were killed. Uh, and love really can change the world because attacks on Palm Sunday by radical Islamists against Christians provoked lots and lots of Muslims in Egypt to surround Coptic churches on Easter morning as a hedge of protection around them. And they said, we will not stand for this. And we will stand as a hedge of protection around these Christian churches so they can celebrate their Messiah and they can celebrate their Lord who is risen. Uh, love can change the world. Uh, I was reading an article, I to read something to you that is just absolutely amazing about these Coptic Christians. Um, There was a guard, a Christian guard, outside of one of the churches on Palm Sunday morning. And he saw a guy coming and he redirected this guy through a metal, metal detector. And because he redirected him, the bomb went off then. He was a suicide bomber. Had he let him through, he would have gone into the church and killed many other people. But this guard was killed, and he saved many lives. It says the guard had uh, been redirected through the perimeter metal, t- metal detector where the terrorists detonated, likely the first to die in the blast. Fahim saved the lives of dozens inside the church. And, and so they interviewed the guard's wife. She says, I'm not angry at the one who did this said his wife, children by her side. I'm telling him, may God forgive you and we also forgive you. Believe me, we forgive you. You put my husband in a place I couldn't have dreamed. Stunned, the interviewer stammered about cops bearing atrocities over hundreds of years but couldn't escape the central scandal. Here's the scandal, he can't believe. How great is this forgiveness you have. How great is this forgiveness you have. Uh, People around the world are stunned at a scandal. It's the scandal of grace. It's the scandal of love. It's the scandal of forgiveness. Uh, When we are baptized into Christ, when we say yes to Jesus, we're saying yes to this scandal. We're saying yes to grace. We're saying yes to forgiveness, we're saying yes to love, and we're saying no to hate, we're saying no to violence, we're saying no to fear, we're saying yes to the way of Jesus. Uh, Egyptians can't believe the grace and forgiveness that the Coptic Christians in Egypt are responding with. This is the kind of life we're invited to. This is what Christian baptism means. Death. You're buried with Christ, united with him in his death. The death that brought love, the death that brought forgiveness, the death that brought peace, the death that brought, ultimately, victory and hope for a new way of being in the world. Uh, This is what it means to enter the waters of baptism. It's saying yes to the way of Jesus and no to the old way of life, no to the old self. Death to the old way of living and life to the new way of living, which is the way of Jesus. This is what Jesus invites us into. And then he goes on, and, and Paul says something absolutely radical, something that no one in the first century was saying, Paul says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul was preaching something very radical, oneness. Equality. He's saying it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your ethnic background is, what your social background is, what your gender is, we are all one in Christ. He levels the playing field. Paul is saying the waters of baptism are open to everyone who wants to give their life to Jesus the waters of baptism are open to everyone who says yes to the way of Jesus, to the way of love, to the way of grace, to the way of forgiveness. The waters of baptism are open to everyone who says no to the way of fear, to the way of violence, to the way of despair, to the way of cynicism. The waters of baptism level the playing field, they're open to everyone, no matter who you are where you come from, what you've done, doesn't matter, Paul says. We are all one in Christ Jesus. And this way of life is open to everyone who wants to live it. It's it's the same with this table. This table levels the playing field. It's open to everyone who wants to live this way of being in the world, this way of love, this way of forgiveness, this way of grace. This scandal, this scandalous way of living that Jesus invites us into, the scandal of grace, the scandal of love, the scandal of forgiveness, the scandal of the one who was betrayed. And on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body given for you. Take it and eat it. In remembrance of me and in the same way Jesus took the cup he says this is the cup of salvation the new covenant in my blood take it and drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes Jesus thank you for this scandalous way of living that you invite us into. God, thank you that the way of forgiveness shocks the world. God, may we embody that forgiveness well. For this woman who lost her husband in a senseless act of violence and her response is forgiveness. God, may we embody that radical forgiveness. God, make us a people who are more and more united with you and united with the church. God, make us a people who more than ever before long to live in union with you, living the life of love and grace and forgiveness the way of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for dying for us. Thank you for rising again. continue to create in us new hearts, continue to shape and form us into the people you created us to be. And may we be your resurrection people, bringing hope and healing to the world. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. So, as you go, may you know that deep in your bones, you are a child of God. May you no longer live from fear. May you no longer live from unforgiveness or anger. May you live as a child of God. May you live with love, with grace, with forgiveness. May you embody that scandalous way of Jesus that shocks the world. Grace. And peace be yours in abundance. Amen. Amen.